Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, everyone. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy, your host, also the founder of Array Digital. We are a digital marketing agency that only works with law firms. We help managing partners fill their pipeline. And today, I have a special guest, Robert Brooks. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, excited to learn more about your story and about your firm, and I'm sure the audiences as well. See if they can pick up a little nugget, something that can help them with their firm. So let's get into it. Tell right. us, Robert, what is really, you know, what sets you on the path to becoming an attorney and and take us through that kind of journey to you know, getting to where you are today in your career? So in college, I majored in business, uh, public administration, pol- political science. So and an interest in government, interest in politics. Started out uh, when I got out of college, I went to work in the office of the mayor of the city of Providence, worked directly with the mayor. And probably about 12 months after I got out of school, realized that I wanted to do more. And so I uh, enrolled in law school, um, attended law school at night for four years rather than three during the day, which I thought was, for me, was, was the way to go first financially. And, and it also gave me some, some work and life experience that I think really helped me uh, along the way in my career. Got to know a lot of the folks in Rhode Island where our firm is located uh, on the political side, which has helped me in my career. And, you know, when I came out of school, I had worked for the city and, and helped them with their labor relations and uh, had met the attorney here at my firm, Adler Pollock and Sheehan, who was the chair of the labor and employment law department at the time. He offered me a position and uh, I've been here now for 33 years since I joined. So. Oh, wow. Excellent. So that's how I got here. You know, Adler Pollock and Sheehan at the time, and even today, it was a, it's one of the leading firms in the state of Rhode Island and really in the New England region. Um, we have 30 practice areas, including labor and employment. Our major practice areas are uh, corporate mergers and acquisitions. Uh, litigation is our biggest practice, uh, commercial litigation primarily. We have a very well-known and renowned labor and employment department, not just because I'm part of it, because that's <laughs> part of the history of the firm. Trust and estates, um, really any, any practice area that a business owner or a business would need we can provide those services. Excellent. Yeah. And those go well together. I think um, I own a business and yeah. uh, business owners tend to have a little more complexity, assets, things to protect, things to leave behind. So they do. They do. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And it gets complicated that's for sure. So, and everyone, if you're tuning in now to on video, YouTube, or my uh, LinkedIn, uh, the website address is down below on my screen. It's APSLAW.com. So uh, check out. Uh, Robert's firm website there. Very nice website, offers a lot of content and information. Um, So, which leads me to the next thing is, uh, I was able to go around the website a little bit, but how many attorneys do you have at the firm? So we have 70 attorneys spread over four offices. Our major office is here in Providence. We have another office in Newport, Rhode Island. We have an office in Boston, Massachusetts, and we have an office in Manchester, New Hampshire. So we have 70 total attorneys spread out over those four offices. What does your uh, support staff look like? 
So um, when you add it all together, we have about probably about 40 to 50 support staff between secretaries, billing and marketing and paralegals. So, you know, when you, when you add all that up, it's a pretty substantial operation uh, to yeah. manage on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, well, congratulations. Yes, sounds like a, a well-oiled machine, I hope, too. So We hope it is. We, it, it can be, but you know, just like anything else, yeah, we, we have our moments, I'm sure. Yeah, so uh, very cool. And I've actually, I've been to Boston, Massachusetts probably eight times. About as close as I've gotten to you there. But um, love it up that way. Um, I'm just in Virginia, so not too far south, but um, right well, in the middle, you, I guess. So um, if you get up here, you can get up to Rhode Island, to Providence, or to Newport. I'm, I'm sure we can show you a good time, Kevin. Okay. Uh, you heard that. You all heard that here on the show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, so let's ask you know a couple of different things about what have you done? So the, the firm's obviously had really good growth and looks very professional. I like the brand. I like what you guys have done from a marketing standpoint, from what I can see. What are some of the ways that you get clients? So, you know, the, the, the tried and true, you know, word of mouth referrals from existing clients, that's always going to be, that's always going to be one of the primary ways, but we try to do other things. We, we try to encourage our attorneys and I, you know, I, for one, we try to do a lot of speaking engagements, engaging um, with the, with the local media, you know, as thought leaders, when legal cases come up or they need someone to speak on a, a topic, you know, we're often in the local law journals and uh, business journals in Providence in Boston, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. So we also try to do a lot of speaking. We do now with COVID, we've done a lot of seminars and, and webinars by Zoom or, okay. you know, by um, those, those sorts of electronic platforms. And we, try to, we also try to be active as we can with pushing out client bulletins through email, putting stuff on our Facebook page, on our um, LinkedIn page, on our other social media platforms. So we try to be as active as we can in a lot of different areas because you really never know how you're going <laughs> to interact with a client because clients are really looking for information in all different ways. And so you want to be as active as you can on as many platforms as you can in order to make sure that you're, um, I guess, hitting that potential client with that, with that next issue or the next, that next question. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, you know, you're a B2B, so it's yeah, LinkedIn's really good. Um, I find that that works well for, for us, for me, for, for sure, personally. And I think, you know, in that one too, it's each individual attorney that's there with you has to, make a little effort, I think, to if they want to stand out on their own, get their own business in the pipeline, then, you know, the firm can assist as well. But so how as, you know, with COVID and all that, being a larger firm, how are you guys prepared, you know, really to go virtual like this and to have the technology in place? So I, I think we were lucky enough really to have some foresight as the beginning, at the beginning of uh, 2020. We, we kind of, you know, early February saw the pandemic coming. Um, and, and did a lot of work on the technical side, buying equipment and making sure that each and every employee at the firm had the tech, technology to work from home. So even, the, you know, my secretary, other secretaries, they could interact with us at home. Um, we could interact with them. There were a small number of us who were in the office daily. You know, as managing partner, I felt it was the, it was my role to make sure that I was here. Our accounting department was here. Somebody's got to pay the bills. Somebody's got to 
make sure that they put the money in the bank when the checks come in, get the payroll out. So I was here with that group, and there was a small number of us that were here every day. And then all the attorneys, secretaries, support staff, they were home working with their email, with their phones, able to interact with clients. And we thought when the pandemic started that, you know, our, the amount of business we had would, you know, just plummet. You know, there were some practice areas, labor and employment being one, that, that were even busier. You know, oh, employment, wow. Good employment, ton, yeah, they had tons of questions about, you know, what their rights were with respect to employees, say, who didn't want to come to work or whether they could open up again. And if they did open, what steps did they need to take in order to comply with state and local regulations about safety and, uh, you know, protective uh, clothing and, and equipment. So corp- for whatever reason, our corporate department was very busy. I think there was a lot, and, and our trust in the states, a lot of thought went into succession planning. People were worried mm-hmm. about whether they, you know, whether they would get COVID. And if they did, you know, how would that impact them, their business? If they were to pass away, how would their business be transferred to others or their personal assets? So we just found that, the, you know, that there were just new legal questions that came up because of the pandemic. And we tried to position ourselves in a way that we were, you know, there ready to answer those questions and and meet whatever the client's needs were. I like that. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. So yeah, good on you for hanging back and going down with the ship if it if that were the case staying on site and making sure things are happening so it, it sounds to me kind of more like what we did we we played more offense i think than we did defense yeah yeah uh, we want to make sure we were there for our clients we called all our clients we wanted to make sure that we were not if we're, if we were going to go out of business for some reason right uh we were going to go down you know fighting and, and yeah. make sure we take care of the clients that we that we had that we were working with so well, it sounds like you, you did a lot of the same things we did, Kevin. You know, one of the, the other things we did was, you know, just because folks were working at home, we wanted to make sure they understood they were part of a, an organization, a part of, they were part of the firm. So we had many meetings, you know, all hands meetings by Zoom yeah. with our staff, you know, weekly catch-ups, departments had those with the people in those departments, trying to do as much as we can to, to maintain that firm sort of culture and atmosphere make sure that people felt as though they were still part of something and not home by themselves kind of working on their own. So um, I think that helped too. And it sounds like you, you and your business, you did the same thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I, exactly what you just said is uh, I resonate with that a hundred percent. So we're a digital companies and I do have a lot of folks that work around the country that don't need to ever be in the office. And I have some that never will come in the office, but the office created our culture. And when we started to kind of go a little bit more remote and then COVID happened and we've hired even more folks in the last two years that are all hundred percent remote, we wanted to make sure that just like you and your thought process, that how can we maintain and grow a company with the culture we have while having people at home? So yeah, we have daily huddles every morning with the whole team. Uh, we do like a happy hour on some like Thursday evening. Sometimes we do a virtual lunch that anyone can attend. It's just a recurring weekly lunch. You can just pop on 
Everybody's yeah. eating what they're eating, and they all talk and chat. And yeah. we're about 22 people, so not yeah. as big as you, but it's manageable. <laughs> yeah, those are, but those are great ideas. Those are all, all, I think, things that will help, you know, continue your culture and keep folks connected. And I think that's the most important thing is to keep keep the yeah. members of your firm or your business connected to one another. Yeah, collaboration is important. And, and someone getting siloed, you know, off doing their own thing and not really feeling part of the team isn't, isn't good. So, uh, yeah, so kudos on that. And and actually, I'm I'm happy to report this year we're actually going to do the Christmas party where we're flying everybody in here to Virginia, which has been on the fence. You know, we've been not sure about that. And of course not, you know, everyone has to volunteer if they would like to come. Yeah. So we've been talking about those kinds of decisions. You know, do we have our year end Christmas party? We have a ski trip that we usually do for attorneys in up in, up in Vermont in uh, February, you know, what are the ski areas going to be doing it, it, it would this yeah. you know obviously we didn't take the trip in 2020 but with 20 uh, or 2021 would 2022 be the year to get it restarted we actually had that conversation uh today so you know you're right there's those things that f- businesses traditionally do that have been all been put on hold and now you know depending on where you are and what the delta variant is doing in the areas where if you live you know there's different decisions that could be mm-hmm. made in terms of, you know, getting back to those tried and true and historic sorts of events that you've had, Um, both not only within the firm, but also for clients. For years, we've had a client Christmas party. Oh, wow. And and so, you know, there's another thought. Is that something we want to restart this year? Will people feel comfortable coming to an event like that? Or is that something that we should put off, you know, one more year? So those are the kind of decisions we're going to have to make fairly quickly in the yeah. next weeks if we want to pull anything together. <laughs> That's we're in the same boat. We um we just my business partner and I were out at a conference in Louisville last week. And we keep you know, we decided not to do a Christmas party. Yeah. And our, our Christmas party we're gonna do in like Fort Lauderdale or Miami or something like that prior. And we we were just gonna cancel it. And so we came back from this event where there's thousands of people and everyone's been vaccinated and all this other stuff. And yeah, we're like we're out here doing this. <laughs> why, you know, why cancel this? Let's redo the Christmas party, but we'll have it in Virginia. It's a little bit easier. And then we'll let people decide if they want to come or not. And if they do, we'll get a head count and then we'll, we'll hopefully make it happen there. You now something could change and we have to cancel it, but well, uh, that's luck. where we're at with that one at this point. So yeah, good, good luck. I hope it, hope you pull it off. <laughs> and my wife works for a company in Boston. So we, I'm usually up there for their Christmas party, which is still on as a, as far as I know, but we'll we'll just have to see how things pan out. That's so, the thing. You just never know. I want my clam chowder. So I gotta <laughs> get up there and get it. <laughs> good, good. So well, one more question, then I don't want to waste up too much time, but I love everything you guys are doing. I love the firm, you know, the culture it seems like you have and the decisions thank you've you. been making. Very much. Um, thank you very much. What are the plans, if there are any, uh, for the next couple of years? What's Growth plans coming out of COVID. Was there any plans that you had that maybe you got, you know, derailed or put on pause? You know, what's the next couple of years look like for the firm? So we're we're always looking to pursue opportunities. You know, in the last few years, we added an, an intellectual property department practice, and so we'll continue to look for growth in that area, particularly on the patent side. 
the uh, the practitioners in that group have done a great job growing that practice. We're also looking to grow our corporate and transactional practice area. Really, we found when we opened up our Newport office that that part of Rhode Island really was a place of opportunity for us. And so we've been really fortunate that we've been able to really grow that practice area there as well. We're also always looking to upgrade our diversity and looking for diverse candidates uh, to the extent that they're out there and interested in working with us. And, you know, we're also always looking for opportunities to grow our business litigation practice. And so I I wouldn't say like some firms, you know, grow by, you know, leaps and bounds and tens and twenties and grow really fast. We're kind of more measured in the way that we do it. We want to make sure that we're moving forward deliberately, but we do see that there's opportunities in those areas for growth, and we're going to continue to, to pursue those. Excellent. As far as the uh, intellectual property, so that's federal. You're not you know, limited by your geographic areas. Do you still find it, marketing standpoint, you're still going to probably get more of that work probably in your local so surrounding we, areas? You know, what's interesting is we've, we built that practice area, certainly with uh, local attorneys, Dan Holmander and Cheryl Clark and our two attorneys, who lead up that practice area. But we've also added a lot of contract IP attorneys, patent attorneys from around the country. And so with those folks, we've, we've actually grown our out-of-state business by moving in that direction. Which And so we've also done some local university, Brown University technolo- technology transfer work. And so one of the things we're looking at is whether we can grow, take that concept and move it to other universities, not not just in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, but but regionally in New England, in the Northeast, and other areas, if that opportunity. So that makes a lot of sense, right there. I mean, I know my, our local colleges here are big in technology, intellectual property, and have a lot of programs and things like that to get their students or even whatever to to you know roll out these ideas yeah. and take them to fruition. Right, and so we're we're helping, you know local universities here with a program to kind of take all of that work and do it for them. And so we're looking for opportunities to take that platform to other, to other universities as well. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, something with this podcast here is something I've been talking about, which I know we're recording, but I wanted to get more into some relationships with some schools, mm-hmm. uh, some law schools that we can maybe have uh, periodically students on the show and, really kind of see what their experience is today versus maybe your experience when you went to school. Um, yeah, no, what the landscape's like. What, yeah, you know? well, that'd be a great, and it's a good way for those for those students to market themselves as well. 100%. We right. would tell the school, hey, give us give us one person this month and you know we'll bring them on the show. And yeah, it'd be a great marketing tool for them, I, I would hope. Sure. Uh, but we also kind of learn what the landscape's like, what the challenges are today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whether there's diversity or whatever the, the challenges they may have, but so the, I think that's something we could, I want to pursue. So sounds like a good idea. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, is there any other way? And and also the website address here is at the bottom for people listening now, tuning in later on the podcast. What's you know best way to connect with you if they want to reach out, ask questions? I know your profile's on the website. So yeah, my profile's on the website. My email is rbrooks at aps law.com. Anybody wants to talk about, you know, the issue, the things we've talked about today or 
labor and employment law. One of the things that I that I the thing I really enjoy doing the most is collective bargaining and union negotiations, and so that can tend to be unique and intimidating for some. So I, I'm always happy to talk about that with folks. So you know, if anyone has any any kind of question about labor and employment or about firm management or other things uh, about my firm or uh, or even Rhode Island or or uh, the area that we're in, I'm happy to answer those questions. So. Well, appreciate that. Love what you had to share. I think it's a lot of good tips for those uh, smaller firms or startup firms or whoever, just kind of, you know, taking some lessons from uh, someone like Robert here that's running a larger firm that had to make decisions just like everyone else. Uh, That affects a lot more people in his case, but kept charging the forward, helping their clients out, took the offense. I think it's a lot of good lessons there. So if you want to check this episode out. Of course, it's going to be on the podcast soon. It'll also be up on raylaw.com forward slash podcast in the next few days. And uh, Robert will be featured on our website as well soon. And uh, the podcast, I think we have a good, pretty big, a big backlog to get through, but um, that'll be out soon as well. So anyone that wants to check that out, you can check that out there. For me, we specialize in helping firms grow through marketing. So digital marketing is what we do. So whether it's the website, search and optimization, social media, or uh, even online advertising. That's what we do. Help you get in front of the right ideal prospects. So if you need any help with that, or if you have questions, just like Robert here, I'm open. You don't have to buy something from us. We're happy to answer questions and and help you out. So Robert, anything else before? Uh, No, I I enjoyed this, Kevin. I really thank you for having me on today. And hopefully those who watch the podcast will find what we shared to be interesting and helpful. Oh, I think without a doubt, without a doubt. So Robert, just stay on with me. I'll just, we'll stop the recording, but everyone listening, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.